Jury selection is underway in the trial to determine how much money Donald Trump will have to pay in damages to E. Jean Carroll. Back with me now, CNN Chief Legal Affairs Correspondent Paula Reed and joining us, CNN Legal Analyst and former federal prosecutor Jennifer Rogers. Paul, I want to start with you with what we've seen in this courtroom already today, which was this tense exchange between Trump attorney Elena Haba and the judge here. Who is she and what role is she playing in this? So she has a dual role, Alina Haba. She is Trump's attorney on the record. She's going to try this case on his behalf. She also worked in the New York civil case we saw last week, but she's also his spokeswoman. And you can see her really working in both of those roles today by once again engaging the judge on this issue of whether the case should move uh, all together or just be off for one day because Trump's mother-in-law has passed away and there's a funeral on Thursday. Now, they previously asked if the whole case could be pushed back because of this funeral. That was denied. It was a bit of a surprise when she brought it up again today, because usually if federal judges give you an answer, that's it, you don't like it, take it to the Court of Appeals when the case is over. But she brought it up today and modified her request. She said instead, can we just not have court on Thursday so he can attend a funeral? The judge didn't seem to like that she was bringing this up again, reminded her that she already got an answer and said no, he doesn't have any need to be there every day. He doesn't have a role, and if he wants to testify, he can do so on Monday. But you can see that as the spokeswoman, she's trying to frame this larger argument that he's being treated unfairly, because the average person's gonna come home and say, what, he, he, yeah, he can't attend the funeral, or, or he, he can't attend the trial? They don't understand that he doesn't have to be here. The last time they had a trial on this for weeks and weeks, he didn't show up for a single day. They're trying to amplify this martyr narrative, which is what we see Alina Haba doing. And, and I know people may be sick of us saying this, but it's a campaign stop. It's, he is there the day after winning the Iowa caucuses. He doesn't have to be there. This is his first stop on the campaign trail after winning Iowa, and it's for a reason which you just laid out right there. Jennifer Rogers, there are legal issues in this case. Donald Trump claims that he wants to testify. The judge has made clear doesn't think that's a great idea, and if so, it would have to be extraordinarily limited. How so? What does all this mean? So there was a previous trial on a different defamatory statement, but it, it resolved with a jury some of the issues that would have otherwise been at issue here, like whether there was a sexual assault here, whether Trump actually assaulted her, whether he defamed her when he denied doing so. Those issues are now off the table. Those are resolved. So the only thing at issue here is the damages for this second defamatory statement. And for that reason, if Trump decides he wants to testify, he will be limited to issues related to damages. Now that can include his state of mind when he defamed her, but he cannot say, I didn't defame her because I thought my denials were true. He cannot say, I didn't sexually assault her. So how he would want to dance around that, to me, is a really tough question for the judge to handle it. So I think, all in all, he probably actually will not testify because it's just too much of trying to dodge those bullets. And frankly, he won't be able to say the things that he will want to say. E.G. Carroll says she will testify. What do we expect there? And describe, you know, we were talking about how this is a campaign stop. It's not a campaign stop for her. I mean, this is, this is something, you know, she has accused him of sexual assault. She accused him of rape. And this is something she has been processing for years. So she is going to be able to talk about how, how all of this impacted her, right? Her damages 
from this statement, this defamatory statement in 2019. What happened to her after that? How she suffered, how she lost money, how her career went into a tailspin, all because he was calling her a liar and the threats that she went through, you know, all the things that she went through. That's going to be the focus of her testimony here as she asks the jury for both compensatory damages to pay her back for all of that and punitive damages to punish Donald Trump for what he did. Will Donald Trump have to pay here oh, yeah. in any time soon? Well, yes, I do think that there will be damages here because we just saw a very similar statement result in, in a $5 million overall award to her. I believe approximately $3 million of that uh, was for damages related to the defamation. So I do expect that he'll have to pay. Will she get her money? Likely, but maybe not for a long time. And we also have to see how his conduct, too, could influence the jury on some of these larger questions. Talk to me about that. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, okay, so we were just talking, I think she wisely lays out, you know, the risks here. He really has to stay in a pretty narrow lane if he wants to take the stand. But he had those same guardrails last week in civil court here in New York. He still decided to address the court, but could not, for the life of him, stay within the guidelines that he was given by the judge. Now, that judge knew what was coming, let him talk for a little bit, then admonished his lawyers and cut him off. This is federal court. This is different. The judge has already put them on notice uh, about about any sort of effort to improperly participate in this case. I mean, there is certainly a chance that there could be a bigger blowback. I'm not saying he's going to be dragged out of court, but even if he is, even if that leaves a bad impression on the jury, does that not amplify the larger message that they are trying to send here, which is that he's being treated unfairly? And we also don't have cameras in the courtroom. We have our great colleagues in there giving us minute by minute updates. Um, but a lot of the message is getting out probably through his social media posts and then any press conference where he can spin it any way he wants. So it's going to be really fascinating to see how he handles this federal courtroom. It's completely different. And again, this is his first time showing up for this case. And it's a good point. We are waiting for our next update from inside that courtroom. Paula Reed, Jennifer Rogers, thank you both very much.